What? All right. So there's a there's a rumor that goes around about Tom Cruise and that he has a fetish about fucking fish. Like sexual intercourse with with fish. Correct. Like swimming in the sea fish. Singing on a plaque fish. Oh wow. What's so funny about that? Huh. Yeah, there's a whole Reddit thread about it. Check it out. <laughs> I mean, if it's on Reddit, then it's probably real. It's yeah, it's it's almost certainly to be true. Hundred percent might be real. Allegedly. What kind of fish? I don't know the details. Probably whatever is available. Catch of the day. If he I, only I, went to third base, would it have been a blowfish? I mean, some would say that that seems appropriate, that it would be a blowfish. What's so funny about that? <laughs> I have an issue with fish bones and him jamming his cock into a fish. I have an issue with everything about it. (laughs) Is the fish still alive when it happens? Um, Tom Cruise, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. We'll discuss. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? Violence really does bring people together. Well, welcome everybody to the Pretty Podcast. I'm one of your three hosts, Deontay White. <laughs> Dillian White? <laughs> I'm uh, Mateus Gamrot. It's good to be here. And as we've already stated that I'm from the Czech Republic, my name is Yuri, and I'm happy to be here. Y'all, we haven't talked in a long time, and a lot of shit's happened. <laughs> UFC 274 happened, and we haven't even talked about that yet. I know Dom has some dome for us today. I know we have goats to discuss. We also have injuries to relive with Ratchet. I mean, geez. We ha- There's things. So, hey, if you want to know what it looks like when someone's ACL tears in real time. <laughs> that's a you know that's a really great way to kick it off i think ufc 274 was fucking madness tell me i'm wrong you're not wrong it you was not wrong. it was madness as well as some other adjectives yes which other ones well on one hand you could say it was very entertaining mm-hmm. there were a lot of exciting fights in the same sentence you could say that it was the most boring fight in parts right card in parts Mm -hmm. um referencing the rose carla fight yeah which sparked a debate on is there such a thing as a 10 10 round um you're right how about a nine nine i couldn't tell you how about a nine nine for the fans (laughs) There was no winner. The fan, everyone lost. I like how of, of how little s- scoring in fight sports makes sense. The The main debate has been, can you have a 10-10 round? If they both win, but also both lose, are those things equal? 
I kind of think they are. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's boggling, right? Um, You know, part of that debate that was happening on air was, you know, we really like to see that pride yellow card system get put back into play. Like, hey, the fuck is going on here? You guys need to step up the action. Um, Yeah. In some instances, I like to, I like the fact that if you're the champion, you have to be beaten, which is hard to, you just say that term. You have to beat the champ to take the belt. It's hard to quantify. It's a thing I say. It's hard to quantify though, right? Yeah. And we put that on full fucking display on the co-main, right? How do you quantify that? Who do you determine as the winner? Ultimately, I don't disagree with the, the ruling, but at the same time, like, good God, could that be any worse? So it's it's hard to say that a fight could be much, much worse than Francis Derek Lewis. But it was much, much worse because there was never, at least with Francis and Derek Lewis, there's that aspect of in the next tenth of a second, one of them could have their life changed forever. Yeah. That was never going to happen in this fight, even with Rose's abilities. I just... It's just kind of everything we've said about her. Yeah. It's like, what, what, what? And, and then you look at, you look at some of these fighters, unfortunately, sort of the, the two fights that sandwiched hers. <laughs> yeah. Chandler right? Ferguson and then but, Oliver Gaethje. Yeah. Chandler Ferguson and Oliver Gaethje, four guys who were ready to die in there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then you just get that sleeper. I mean, the Rose thing, yeah. Pat Barry had a comment on Embedded. Like he said something to the effect of some days Rose knows she's the champion and some days she doesn't. Did we talk about that, Aaron? Not or- that specific comment, but yeah. we talked about how we appreciate champions we don't have to worry about. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean she doesn't know when she's the champion? That's yeah. such a strange thing to say. And if I'm in Rose's camp, I'm sure as fuck not saying that to the Embedded cameras. Mm-hmm. well the fact right? that she still thinks that she won the fight also which, strange which is silly and well and like there's an argument for that in that she did land more and she threw more but she was not in control she was never pressing forward and she was never in control of the octagon and when they were on the ground the two times they were on the ground carla was in control even though rose just got up mm-hmm. so I feel like Carla won because she did pose the bigger threat. She neutralized Rose's stand-up by making Rose not want to engage for fear of the takedown. So even though Rose landed more and stuck to her game plan and executed it perfectly, she was the one that was neutralized, not Carla. Like, her plan neutralized her too. I should say the Trevor Whitman plan. And you know what? It's failed for Gaethje too. The plan of, okay, you're fighting the the person with the most submissions in the UFC and your plan of avoiding that is just don't get taken down or don't go to the ground. Do we want to, I have a lot to say about Oliveira Gaethje. I'm sure you guys do too. Sure. Do we have any final thoughts on Rose Esparza? Do we want to see it again? No. My answer is no. 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 I would Nobody like won to that see... fight. Officially, somebody won the fight. 
but nobody won that fight. So then, so then where do we go from here? Who does Carla fight next? Zhang Weili, I guess. Do we say that she's going to beat uh, Double J? If she does, although what's strange is why Joanna is, is not ranked. Is this is that right? Joanna uh, is not ranked. She hasn't fought in over a year, and they they now remove fighters if they haven't fought in over a year and a half. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, was John just, Jones is still tenth in the men's pound for pound, except for John Jones because he's special. But Gregor Gillespie. Right, this is the UFC where rules don't apply. Yeah, Gregor Gillespie well, was one of the fighters who was like seventh, and he's been removed from the rankings. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. So I suppose the winner of Zhang Joanna, she gets that fight. Maybe Valentina goes down. No, <laughs> <laughs> Valentina's not going down. She if can't get there, goes. right? That's kind of a well-known thing. Yeah, yeah. She used to fight at one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say you don't rule it out, right? Given enough time, but. Let's just say if she's going to go into another weight class, it's going to be bantamweight. Yeah. Where she will lose to Amanda again. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. This Amanda, we don't know. Because yeah. this Amanda okay. is uh, questionable. I'm, I want to. I'm willing to play back. that game, but not today. <laughs> no, quick, quick sidebar. Have you yeah. watched any of the Ultimate Fighter? No, but it's on my list. What, what have you thought? Okay. So here's my one takeaway. Of the first two episodes, uh, what's her name? Not Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena. When she is speaking to the fighters pre-fight, she is very fucking creepy. Oh, okay. Case in point, from the last fight, it was a, she said to the fighter, it was a female fighter, time to eat. Like that, (laughs) It's time to eat. I was like, ooh, that's fucking creepy. (laughs) And that's the name of this episode. It's time to eat. (laughs) And and from that point on, like, she's very vocal, like, extremely vocal in the corner. Um, In a bad way, you're saying? I appreciate that she's engaged, but maybe too much. Did you hear what she said about filming with Amanda? No, what she said. She said she's she was surprised at how much of like a prima donna sort of diva she is. <laughs> I don't know how much truth there is to that, but she did have Nina Nunez and their baby basically everywhere during filming. Like yeah. she is present, quite present. So maybe she's mm-hmm. making a lot of uh, demands, which you know, whatever. Um, yeah, got her priorities in the, on straight. Juliana is definitely there to win. Right. She's definitely mm-hmm. really, really competitive. I mean, to a certain degree, they all are, right? They're fucking professional fighters. But she, even more so, has displayed that type of quality. That makes sense. Um, and it's kind of translated into somewhat of a creepiness. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get I get the impression I watched the first two episodes as well, that that uh, that Julian is treating her situation more as a coach and, Am- and Amanda is trying to be a mentor. Like she's trying to be more of like a, a guy, a Sherpa through your career as an MMA fighter. Whereas sure. Julian is like, it seems to be more bent on building you into a career athlete. 
Um, that's been my perspective, but also Amanda's had more personal things to deal with, with her team. One of her fighters dads died of a drug overdose uh, uh, during filming and shit like that. Like some crazy stuff. I have to say though, that this is the show has absolutely renewed my love for the contender series <laughs> because it is so boring at this point waiting 30 to 40 minutes for a two round fight. And mm. if it's a lackluster fight, which both of the first two episodes have been boring as shit fights. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to watch the rest of the show. Like I, I, I'll wait and watch the highlights from the episode and, and some of the fight, but man, it's been boring in terms of the combat sport aspect. You know, it's funny you say that because we talked about that the last season that in the the early days of the Ultimate Fighter, you know, they would drink and party and yell at it. It was as much a reality show as it was like a combat sports show. And the fighters have just figured it out now. You, You can't do that. And so it makes it boring. I think what's more interesting is like a different version of this where you could call it, and I think this is kind of what they've tried to do with the Dana White looking for a fight or whatever they call it, which is a terrible name. <laughs> I think you could call it the ultimate fighter. I think that's a good name. I think you just, maybe you go and you spend a week at these smaller local promotions. You find some compelling fighters. You follow them around for a week, kind of embedded style, and then you see the fights on the show, even though it's maybe a month after they happened or whatever. Nobody's going to know the results. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, at the end, you bring in some of the guys who and girls who compete for a UFC contract. Like there's there is a model where I think this works. I just don't think this is it. Yeah. I, I don't either. You know, I think what is this season 30 season 31? It is season 30. And season. it's interesting enough, right? They have uh, uh, the winner of the first season of the Ultimate Fire Force Griffin essentially taking over the role of Dana White. Like they did a handoff on the first episode and now he's the one who's doing the pre-fight calls. Uh, He's there for the weigh-ins. He's doing a lot of the announcement that announcements that Dana was doing in the, in prior seasons. So you can tell that even Dana's like, you know what? I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> we Forrest. we agreed to three seasons of this with ESPN, so let's just get it over with and move Forrest, on. Forrest, you, you be me, okay? You just be <laughs> me. Yeah. Uh, man, to the ultimate fighter. <laughs> we knew you too well? We yeah, did. not we hardly knew you, that's for sure. <laughs> just lived out its time. That's all but, better. <laughs> an, an important note and and the show the concept deserves maybe it's an entire wing of the ufc hall of fame frankly because certainly it does not exist today the way that it does without it so sure dude i agree they they look at past seasons they do this flashback every episode and you see people that you're like i forgot this guy was on the ultimate fighter and they're like a marquee now so mm-hmm. it, it has served a purpose just the entertainment value is complete shit these days yeah yeah it's a shame and it really is the entertainment value like even the fighters they don't really make interesting <laughs> like they fail at that and the contender series does a great job of that 
with like their 10 minute pre-fight hype reel, which is really all I need. I don't need to know that this person farts in the bed, which is what (laughs) Ultimate Fighter shows us. So is is the Contender series, though, aren't those episodes like three hours long? They're fight cards. They're they're fight cards. They're basically full three hour fight cards. Okay, I guess that's a stupid question because I knew that. I think there's a way you can you can take what made the Ultimate Fighter good take the thing I was talking about where they take these local promotions, take what they do with the contender series and, and the ingredients are there to make a really solid dish. And I do think they will figure it out. I just don't think they have it figured out right now. Yeah. Well, we figured it out. So Dana, and I want to be ring. clear. Everything we've just said is very for sale for pretty cheap. So. Very cheap. Yeah. Very cheap. Um, Make us an offer. Yeah, no it's problem. likely we'll accept the first one with little negotiation. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not trademark infringement or anything. No, 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 no. You don't own all of the IP illegal. we just talked about. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK, so Randy Brown and Chaos Williams and then OSP and Rua both go to split decisions. I thought Chaos won that fight. I really don't remember what I thought of Rua St. Pru. OK, OK. I, I, did... I tend to agree with you on the chaos, the chaos take. Why do you think, think he won? Pushing the pace. Why do you yeah. think he didn't win? What? No. Why do you think uh, he he should have won? Oh, I think he was far more aggressive, and he was landing. Um, but there were two out of the three rounds where Randy Brown was striking and then avoiding being hit. Right? He was doing mm-hmm. a lot of side to side and backing up, uh, where Chaos was really pressing the issue the entire fight. And I believe it was the second round where he got the better of it. Um, maybe it was the first, I, I don't remember cause it was two weeks ago and I don't remember what happened yesterday, but, um, <laughs> me too, man. Me too. That is just my emotional response to that fight. Yo, I think this fight is actually how, sh- how MVP the Michael Venom page last week. I think that this fight is how that should have been scored because Randy ba- Brown fights just like him. It's like Steven Wonderboy Thompson. And Michael Venom Page had a baby, and it's Randy Brown with his arms down and the bouncing around and and the flipping and the flopping. Uh, but he landed more. He was inflicting more damage, and he had a knockdown. So, like, he won the fight. In the MVP uh, fight, it was basically the same, except Michael Venom Page got taken down and held down for half of every round. And he lost because he was definitely out of control and he was not pushing the pace of the fight like Chaos Williams was. Like Chaos, if this fight had been in Bellator, Chaos would have won the fight. But I tend to I tend to think Randy Brown won the fight. I think he was never in any danger. I think he was constantly elu- elusive. He was landing and not getting hit. I really Did like they give it. Chaos the second round. I don't remember the scorecards, but I think so. I mean, the statistics you've got on the screen definitely favor Randy Brown, but I remember as I watched it, feeling like Chaos had won the fight. Again, for for what that's worth. Yeah. Feelings. Feelings. Uh, I have zero opinions on Shogun and OSP. Garbage. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, a le- de- it's a little depressing. <laughs> the legacy division of the UFC will be yeah. welcoming them with open arms very soon. Yeah, the only thing I would say about that is that uh, Dana White said he's going to give Shogun the last fight on his deal. Like, okay, against two. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do we see either of these guys in bare knuckle FC after this? Maybe OSP. It seems likely that one of them ends up there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch. I'd watch either of them. For sure. We have to talk about Iron Michael Chandler. Mm. And, hey, first round El Kakui, second round Cody Garbrandt, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean... That's Just a right very, to right to sleep, right very, to sleep. Very accurate assessment. Uh, <laughs> he no, looked like he looked great. He looked good. He looked very so, good in the first. Round. I'm going to push back on that. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, no. He won and the this first is, round. Honestly, this is the thing that we do in sports that frustrates me. He did not win the first round. If anything, that was a perfect example of it being nine nine. He dropped him, sure, but about. 245 in Michael Chandler hit him with a perfect double leg and then held him on the ground for more than half of that fight, completely controlling a man who on the ground is very dangerous. So you can't say he lost the round or you can't say Chandler won the round because he did get dropped, but that, that clinch control time matters. And I would, I would bet you could not find three guys who have double legged Tony Ferguson like that ever. No. Oh, geez. No, it was right? a good fight. Let's, so, let's not be wrong about that for sure. So I don't think he looked good. I think that's just the thing we want to say. Cause he's Tony Ferguson. And then <laughs> yeah, Michael Chandler kicked his fucking head off. It was <laughs> so vicious and so aggressive. I, I made a noise when it happened. My wife was like half awake on the couch. She's like, what? What's oh. happening? <laughs> and he just killed that man. And then, honestly, and you guys know I love Michael Chandler. We're going to get into it because I do. Uh, I thought this was a great showing from him on Embedded. I, we've talked about before how he never met a camera he didn't want to get in front of. And he talked about that. He talked about, hey, this is where I've got to capitalize on my earnings potential. This is where, you know, he talks about discipline and honor and all these things. And I love that shit. I do. I, I won't lie. Then he goes out and it turns out he had a dislocated finger, right? That happened in the training room. But then he goes out and throws a front kick that he never throws. And I mean, <laughs> I don't know when we see Tony Ferguson again, but that was so vicious. And then could have hit him at least one time on the ground and noticeably pulls back. Yes. You again, I love that because we saw this past weekend a couple of guys take a couple of completely unnecessary, undefended shots that it's just there's just no reason for it. So, Michael Chandler didn't do that because he's a good American and a good person. And where does he go from here? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he goes from here. Where should he go? I wouldn't mind seeing him against someone at 170. I'm not saying Connor, but well, I mean that's <laughs> that's naturally where your brain goes, though, right? 
No, who would you just pick in that said. fight? Who do you love more? Do you love oh, Connor? It's so tough. It's so tough. Oh. Because that for you is like, yeah, it's, it's hard. City. I think, I think today Connor. it's Michael Chandler. No, I think, I think it's Michael Chandler today. Okay. I think, I think your, uh, your American spirit and just recency bias, you know, yes, he's handled himself sure. much better. Yes. In the public eye, as opposed to what Connor has done of, of late. But who can deny that he is not charming as fuck? Speaking yeah. of Conor McGregor, uh, but he just hasn't done a lot lately. So, yeah, I think I would agree with that. I also like the way that he articulates um, his analysis of the fight and what he sees. He's very good in describing the sequence of events. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Michael Chandler and just his thought process as to how Tony keeps his guard wide and knowing that something up the middle would be available and just executed that to yeah. probably the best front kick we've ever seen in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Just the, the lights for poor Tony going out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree with everything you just said. I Chandler at 170 is kind of weird. Cause he's, he's not super tall. Right, he's he's like I think noticeably shorter than everybody at one seventy. That's what I think. Shirk. He's like he, Sean Shirk. If Sean Shirk fought at one seventy, I don't know who <laughs> Sean Shirk is. The Muscle Shark? No. Oh, okay. Uh, he notably got kneed into oblivion by BJ Penn. Oh, okay. He okay. was at, at one point a welterweight champion. All right. He's, but you're right. He is short for 55. So that's strange. It's, it will be weird. Maybe, maybe a Gilbert Burns or something. I don't know. Uh, there's any number of guys. I, I think he's having trouble getting to 155, though. He, he kind of said as much, right? Like it's, he it, said it weight, takes 12 weeks of perfect diet for him to yeah, get to 155. The weight cut is not what it was for him. So, yeah. I also want to note, hang on, I, I made some some notes here that I, well, I put on your note, Aaron, because. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you had, you made a lot of great reads on how this, we, how 174 could, how 274 could go. I did. I also had Carla beating Rose. Well, Ryan and yeah. I both kind of did. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I also did say that Charles Oliveira would have very little trouble with Justin Gaethje. Yeah, you did. And while I want to also say I have gotten virtually every prediction wrong, it Mm. is nice to get one right. (laughs) And he should not be called Dubronx. He should be called the Grim Reaper because he he got clipped. He kind of went down, got right back up. And then it was. It was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm just going to do this. And I, I. Speaking yeah, he, of the Dom Dome, I kind of don't think his weight was legit. Oh, really? Yeah. Dom Dom special. Dom. Yeah. Dom. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm so excited right now. He, here's why. One, <laughs> Dana acknowledged that they do alter the scale in between weigh-ins. In between fighters weighing in, I should say. That's mm-hmm. a problem. Yes. I also don't know the protocol, and I'm sure the athletic commission in, in whatever state they're in, in this case, Arizona, is involved, but can they weigh him on two scales or three scales? 
and say, hey, we're going to take if, if two of them show you at 155 and one of them shows you at 155.5. You know, yeah, to, to me, it just and then, but really, so Dana talking about it is one thing. Other fighters talking about it is the second thing. But the real thing is the look Charles Oliveira gives his team, like his coaches, yeah. when he hears them read the weight. And it's in embedded. It's in the highlights. He looks at them like, what do they mean? 155.5. I've weighed myself 70 times this morning. I know I weigh 155 pounds. Mm -hmm. That to me is the, is the kicker that something about that was off. I'm not necessarily saying full on conspiracy. They want to open the title up. Nobody can beat him at that division. Anyway, it doesn't, you know, but. Hey, I, I like the idea though of, Rather than Islam and Benil fighting now, the theory that this is to set up Oliveira and Islam. Because if Oliveira beats Khabib's protege in Khabib's division, eh? Eh? Maybe Hapmanap no. Nurmagomedov's memory doesn't have to live in. Uh, uh, such dignity by having Khabib follow through with his pledge to never fight again. Eh? Eh? I, I will say, I don't think Charles Oliveira is worried about Khabib. Okay. That makes me sad. That makes Why? me sad. Well, what do you think they want to do then? I, I think they very much would prefer for Charles Oliveira to be the undisputed champion. Really? To not, yeah, I do. Because if Makachev's going to take it, it doesn't matter if Oliveira has it at that moment in time or not. Right? That fight's not going to go 25 minutes. You're not going to have to hold up the yellow card to get them to fight. No. It's going to happen. So you can do that for the vacant belt. That's fine. I don't but think Islam would win right now against that either. Charles. Although he'd probably be the favorite. I don't think he would. I think it would be a coin flip, if not a slight edge on Oliveira. Like a minus 175. Yeah, it was 185 for Gaethje, so. Or 180, depending on the website you look at, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what you do. He's he's getting close to pretty much lapping this whole group, other than, I guess he's never fought Benil. As well, Benil probably needs one more fight, right? Before yeah. he's granted some type of title. But shot. you could kind of say Makachev probably does too. Really? What yeah. His, what's his record? 22 and one? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty darn good. But Dosanios best... doesn't fight in that division very frequently. So the I mean, best you're, fighter you're right. he's fought that I can see is uh, uh, Dan Hooker. <laughs> mm hmm. So, and he submitted him immediately. Yeah, comfortably, for sure. Well, I don't think Dan Hooker should be fighting at 155, right? He's one yeah. of those weird in-betweeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, jeez. Yeah, Magachev is nuts. Is he... Where's the GOAT discussion then? Like, because I mean, with, come with on. Makachev? No, I, no, no. With, uh, oh. with Oliveira. Yeah. Yeah, I mean recency bias for Oliveira for sure. Um he didn't we're not know. talking a like multiple years sustained run like Usman or uh Stylebender, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Hmm. That's a bummer. I had a 
a new sound effect for if we get into goat discussions. And uh, I was looking forward to playing it, <laughs> but we're not. Okay. So I won't. I do think they pretty much have the men's pound for pound correct, though. Yeah. Give or take. I don't I know about so I don't know what Robert Whitaker is doing in there. At fourteen, but it's you know, it's not as off as it's been other times. How do you feel about? I mean, Alexander Volkanovsky's undefeated, mm-hmm. right? It's, as is Kamaro, correct? No, he's undefeated in the UFC. In the UFC, he's okay. undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wonder. I do wonder. There's another fighter in. Uh, geez, I'm not going to remember the organization. Who is a lightweight? I believe he's in one or Bellator who has 26 and know, um, and they like want to be the new Khabib effectively. Um, so I'm curious about how long Khabib's goat status will last. What, what are you uh, talking about? Cause he's considered the goat of what? Of all MMA, pound for pound, by mm. many. Next to John oh, okay. Jones, John yeah, Jones might still be number one. Yeah, of course, John most. Jones is still number one. This is so. This is so <laughs> ludicrous. I, I cannot stand arguments like this. My brother was making one yesterday about the Lakers, and I'm like, don't, don't do this. Don't. You cannot let your personal, not just you, Aaron. Sorry. Mm-hmm. As as we cannot just let our personal feelings about someone diminish their accomplishments sure john jones has comfortably walked through the best there is over and over and over again it to to say that khabib is better pound for pound than him is silly Mm. he's second or third maybe second or third who would be above khabib i don't know some people some people have weird opinions about guys like gsp um i'm not that high on gsp but there are people that are so, I mean, GSP has lost. He also avenged that loss mm-hmm. and then developed into more of a, a point fighter later in his career, with the exception of his last professional fight, which was submitting uh, Michael Bisbing. I think recency bias plays a big pa- factor in that, um, as John Jones hasn't really fought in two years. Um, and Khabib, I, I mean, we could argue, right, his level of competition He's gone through very skilled fighters. Yes, he has. Uh, but at the same time, you could also say that he probably developed somewhat of a record up to about, let's say, 20 and 0 against some some cans, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Oh, I which... mean, John Jones's entire career for the most part has been very well publicized and with the UFC. So we've seen him go against essentially everybody wave after wave. So I understand that point as well. And I, I don't disagree, to be quite honest. I would look at Khabib and ask, which fight could you justify, justifiably say he may have lost? May Khabib? have lost? On the judges' scorecards. None. Yeah. None. As cool. far as I know, he's really only lost one round. On John Jones, I believe that argument could be made with Reyes, Gustafson, Tiago Santos. Like, I think all three of them with different judges could have been the champion. 
they weren't. So I'm not saying that you're wrong by any means and that John Jones doesn't deserve the status he has. But like out of his last five fights, one or two were overturned to no contest because he tested positive. And the three before that, he would have lost given different Dutch judges. So, so I, I Khabib, don't agree. Though, Khabib finished his last four fights. The last time he didn't sure. finish it was against Ally Aquinta. So sure. like I would put Khabib maybe at pound for pound ahead of John. Um, unless John comes back and can take the belt at heavyweight. So the issue is I don't think John will ever be pound for pound again if he doesn't. John Jones did not lose to Dominic Reyes or Tiago Santos. He did not lose to them. I understand that's what people want. That's fine. Yeah. If he was a more likable guy, people would not say that. Mm. It's the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thing. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, by all accounts, a dick. He's way too serious. <laughs> he takes him. But on paper, Michael Jordan's stats are not even close to his. But he Kareem wasn't in the marketing. He wasn't the dunk logo and Nike didn't put $3 billion behind him and all this stuff. But if you just look at the numbers and results, also six titles, multiple MVPs, he's the best college player of all time, best high school player of all time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not a super likable guy. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing with John Jones. If you think about it this way, kind of what pound for pound is how many on this pound for pound list are you comfortable saying Khabib could defeat in a fight? Khabib could beat in a fight. Uh, Davidson Figueredo. I think yeah. he or Brandon Moreno. Sure. Dustin Poirier. Cause he did. Yep. Yep. Max think... Holloway. Yep. Aljamain Sterling. There's five. Yep. There's 10 more on there. Peter. Dustin, Young. He did. He beats Peter Young. He said Dustin. Yeah. Max. Alexander. I think he beats he, Alexander. He said Max too. Yep. Are you positive he beats Alexander Volkanovsky? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What does Kamaro th- do to him? Destroys him. What does Charles Oliveira do to him? Possibly some debatable. Him. That's uh that's Triangle. probably the most competitive fight in terms of like skill versus skill. Totally. Yeah. Francis would literally kill him. Yeah. Uh Glover Teixeira would submit him would submit him yeah. John Jones uh, would probably kick him into unconsciousness yep. <laughs> Stipe uh, Stipe would uh, left hook him into the oblivion yes. Robert Whitaker <laughs> uh, Robert Whitaker would smash him okay now let's do the same thing but you tell me how many of these guys could beat John Jones <sighs> um <laughs> It's, it's one. not the same argument. It is the same argument. It's not because And it's actually zero. It's actually zero? You don't think... I do not think Francis would him? beat him tomorrow if they were you both 100% Stipe healthy and fine. I think I Stipe no. would have a better chance. I think Stipe has the best chance, and I don't think he would beat him. Mm, July is going to be exciting. I would love to see Israel Adesanya take on him in a striking versus striking battle. With no, no ground With game? Jones? Yeah. Like they're not allowed to go to the ground. Ooh. Yeah. What do you think? Then, then Stylebender beats him. Hell yeah. But that's a so, different sport. So that's we do. So we time. do. Hey, that's not a different sport. That's one rules, man. That's one rules. Let's do one. The first round will be kickboxing only. And the second round will be boxing only. And the third round will be MMA. 
So Let's John make... survives the two rounds and submits him in the third. Uh, most likely because Israel's not known for like a one punch KO type no, of striker. Yeah. He also doesn't have that reach. That right. fucking reach. John Jones's reach. reach. I is watched his crazy. I watched his Machida submission again uh, for the millionth time because he's an artist at what he does. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that was a way more interesting goat discussion than I expected. <laughs> yeah, it really turned into a John Jones uh, ass kissing. The John yeah. Jones conversation over here. <laughs> yeah, like, well, oh, the, you know what? He is good. It, you know what? It makes Real this good. more. It makes it this sucks. It sucks that he's so unlikable. It does. Yeah. And yeah. I could get past a lot of the stuff. I don't care about the steroids. I don't really care about the drugs, the spousal abuse, the the driving around in circles with an AK forty seven, saying to the cops, "How many of you would it take to hold me down?" <laughs> some of that shit is like come on man yeah yeah so so i get it <laughs> but we we can't let that take away from his sort of interplanetary abilities no no but you know John Jones go. Go. MMA Matthews, GSP, all those guys that really freaking know us fall in love with the sport John Jones or also one of those two, you know, pound for pound up there. Khabib is on the defense. He, he won the belt. He won the belt. <laughs> that was my goat segment song. That was that was fantastic. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and it was all John Jones and Khabib. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, so that's probably the conversation right now, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, and the thing is, is Kamaro though, like, yeah, being undefeated in the UFC, uh, he's gonna overtake all the other records. You know, he's gonna have more title defenses than than GSP and Jones. I think he's gonna have more wins than Khabib, and his his undefeated streak within the UFC will be longer than Khabib's if it's not already. So, uh, I think Kamaro is gonna be well, well up there as well. I just don't think he does it for much longer. Really? Yeah. Do you think he goes up to 185 to challenge Stylebender, or do you think he retires <sighs> as the welterweight champ? Or they're, they're boys. They're boys, though, right? I mean, they don't train at the same camp, but they're boys. There's are no they, way. Are they going to no do way it? They fight each other. There's a way. I mean, let's not be let's not be unrealistic. There's a way that that happens, but they're going to have to throw the fucking book at them. <laughs> To make that a reality, yeah. Um, the checkbook that is, yeah, yes. not the not the law book. Then, then if it does, <laughs> I would predict that Kamara wrestles him to the ground and they don't really punch each other. Yeah, Blahovich. I mean, initial initial Adesanya analysis, you're too. probably right. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is boring as fuck. Nothing exciting is happening. He's just controlling him. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think it would be Blahovitz Adesanya too style mm. hold him down decision mm. grind it hey blahovitz won sorta sort of kind of he punched rocket's face and blew out his acl in the same yeah. time punched yeah. him so hard his knee exploded <laughs> yeah here's the thing if you watch it in slow motion that kind of is what happened yeah it was the yeah. it was the step back when he got punched that that caused that knee blowout yeah yeah man it sucked I, I felt yeah. for for Ratchet, and like I wanted to see him rematch Anthony Smith if that was going to happen. Uh, 
which I hope they don't overlook Anthony Smith, but uh, no, he's finding somebody else coming up. Yeah, he is uh, Magmedov. Yes. Uh, which mm-hmm. I think that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be a really good one too. RIP to Anthony Smith's uh, mom, I think, or dad passed last week. Yeah. Very sad. That's a shame. Yeah. RIP to Ian Kudalaba's consciousness as well, because Ryan Span <laughs> knocked him to fucking kingdom come. Uh, same with Davy Grant and Louis Smolka. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Wait, hold um, on. Ryan Span didn't knock him to kingdom he's, come. He, 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 he choked him out. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. It was a choke. My bad. He caught him, though, first. He did. And then that was a nasty choke. And I think Big John McCarthy is like, hey, let me make sure he's really unconscious before I intervene here. (laughs) Big John McCarthy. Sorry, Herb Dean. (laughs) You know, in my head, I I was picturing Herb Dean and thought Big John McCarthy, which is very strange. (laughs) (laughs) That is very strange. And Manuel Torres knocked out Frank Camacho. It was fucking beautiful. Um, Frank Macho, uh, the Luis Smoka fight was fun too. Yeah, yeah, lots of knockouts. Uh, and Michael Johnson, hey, did you watch that knockout? Yeah, dude, that was that was brutal. It was pretty. That I was liked brutal. it, and he really needed that because I think he had lost four fights in a row. Yeah, ever since Gaethje, if I recall correctly, Gaethje kind of ground his uh his streak to a halt, and he's lost ever since. Correct. Or pretty close. Maybe one one. Uh I know he was getting beat by some people that were definitely either past their prime because I remember him losing to Clay Guida when Clay was like 40 plus. Yeah. Dude, that fight to open the card. Beautiful. Like Nick Maximoff, right? Mm-hmm. Who's a Nate Diaz or a Diaz disciple mm-hmm. was such a huge favorite, right? That minus 380. Mm-hmm. And the like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Then right? he then he started yelling something about being the best wrestler in the division. <laughs> Okay. In the middle age, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it's like what? <laughs> I get Andre Petrosky and Brian Barbarena mixed up. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but dude, that and and Andre kicked his ass. Like it was a beat down mm-hmm. as well. I didn't look like Nick was ever in control of that. It was pretty no. awesome. No, it was. Uh, I it was, was awesome. Really glad that Verna Yandaroba had it had an eye in her future with that victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did she have another one somewhere else? Uh, yeah, the other one was checking for cars as she was crossing the street. I don't know. There's on, something we, there. We don't, you know, we don't like to make fun of disabled people on this show. She's not disabled. She's just she's not disabled. She just has an eye that is doing its own thing. <laughs> disobedient. Yeah. Oh, she's disobedient. It lacks discipline. Oh, okay. Her eyeball lacks discipline. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love it. Oh shit, man. There was some fun fights. There were some there, fun there fights. There were some fun fights over the um, last two weeks. Yeah. And that comes to a screeching halt. This <laughs> Let's talk about this. And now it's time for the Pretty Meat Podcast There are no picks. We have. <laughs> that, was, that was the end. Chase Hooper. Hey, yeah. You know what? I'm looking forward to Chase Hooper on the prelims. Yeah. He's, he's one of these prospect guys. Mm-hmm. Isn't he like no, 16? No. Why are you knowing? <laughs> no, Chase Hooper. Come on, what has he done? Click on his. Click on his icon. Okay, yeah, it's right. not about what he's done. I don't. He is a touted prospect, isn't he? Is he? he yeah, is, I think is he so. Though? Yeah, he's, he's touted. He has a stand-up issue. Let's let's not ignore that. He he is a ground fighter, um, but 
he did. He's he, the son of Ben Askren. Yes. He, so he, he lost his last fight. <laughs> he did lose his last fight and he lost to um, Bruce Leroy. So he's lost Alex two Caceres. of the last three. Uh-huh. Cool. Touted prospect. Good job. <laughs> I'm just saying what they say about him. I'm not saying I think it. Chase Hooper, I fucking hate you and I have no reason to. <laughs> but look at him, though. He's 10-2. No, if he's you look at his two. face, he has a hateable face. He does. He does. Although when, when, he, one. when he met Jorge Masvidal and asked him why he knocked out his dad, Ben Askren, so hard, Jorge Masvidal fell for it. And that is awesome. <laughs> Wait, that's that's a real story? That legitimately happened, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll look it up. It, it's Fantastic. worth it. Fantastic. It's worth it. What there's Fantastic. Actually, I'm looking forward to the Ponzinibbio um, Alex Pajeda fight. I think that'll be is exciting. Is it Alex or Michelle? No, it's uh, Michelle, Michelle. My bad. Okay. Alex yeah, is fighting. I thought Sean it was Strickland. Alex too. That's right. Yeah. Alex is. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's fighting our favorite sociopath, Sean Strickland. And that's <laughs> Sean that, Strickland, that's who in, he, uh, <laughs> her and Juliana now. It's time to eat. The prisoner's asshole next to us. <laughs> Sean Strickland, who, according to friend of the show, Sam Alvey, is going to be the champ in that division. Dude, I mean, I think Sam Alvey's been knocked out too many times. Uh, it's, it's quite the take. Yeah, here we go. All right, so I got one question for you. Why'd you do that to my dad? Who's that? My father is uh, Ben Askren. Shout out. What? Hey, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to, bro. That's really your dad? No. Okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, really your dad? That's no, really your dad? Yes, for the video. I didn't mean to. You're fucking, you fucking did mean to do that. <laughs> you practiced absolutely it in the green room to do mere minutes before it happened. You 100% meant to do it. Totally. And uh, you also hit him when he was unconscious. Yeah. Two times. Yeah, and then stood up and yelled at him while he and was And then pretended asleep. to be a... a a rigid corpse and then fell down next to him mm-hmm. and then pointed at him. You absolutely meant to do that. Yeah. And then afterwards, when somebody asked you if you meant to do that, you said it was absolutely necessary. Right. Until that ref pulls me off, I have to beat him. I have to punch him. It was absolutely necessary. A hundred percent. Joseph Holmes has the best mustache in MMA. He does. Uh, he came off either looking for a fight or the contender series. He lost his debut. Um, I remember, but I like, I like him. I like his mustache. I like his mustache. And the <laughs> guy he's fighting, Alan ugly man, Joe, what the fuck is that? Why is Joseph Holmes nickname? Ugly man, Joe. He is well, not I mean, Joseph ugly. is Joe. Thank you. <laughs> ugly man, Joe. Right. In case you guys didn't pick up on that. Joe is short for Joseph. <laughs> Alan Amadovsky, though, look at him, right? <laughs> yeah. Can we get the bigger he, picture he, of him really does quick? He remind you of? Oh my gosh, he does remind me of somebody. Who? Brian Callen. No. Well, yeah, I can see it. Little <laughs> eyes. He's got shark eyes for sure. Who? Who does he remind you of? Uh, you ever seen the anime One Punch Man? But if he was Eastern European. <laughs> i have not but i know who you're talking about and that's funny <laughs> so go back for me i want to see so he's like in way too good a shape to have as much body hair as he does yeah like he should at this point your muscles push the hair out 
you have too much testosterone. That's what happens, right? You lose your hair because you have too much testosterone, right, Dom? Can't see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, look at that. You're totally right. Why would you say something like that? <laughs> Just you're the manliest with me. You're one of the manliest people we know. Yeah, that is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> too much, some would say. Yeah, I need a TRT. I think it would help me. Just saying. I, I want to do Anavar and Deca, but you know, my wife says no. What's that? The, the steroids. No, the steroids. <laughs> um, <laughs> they sound here, like. Here's damn. the thing with the Holly Holm Ketlin Vieta fight. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care about this fight. No. Yeah, Holly Holm is what? She's like, she's close to 40 now, right? She's either, she's either 38 or 39. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say she's probably past her fighting prime. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. Caitlin Vieira. Um, to be quite honest, I I've heard the name, but I I don't know who she's beaten. Right off the top of my head, and that is headlining this fight. Yeah. yeah. And if you're two headliners and you can't name one of the people that the other one has beat, like that one of them has beat, that's rough. That's scraping the bottom of the barrel. I mean, we're going back to Holly Holm and, and we're going back to the Ronda Rousey well here, right? She's the first person to knock out Ronda Rousey. Okay, when was that? That was Ketlin, seven Ketlin years ago. beat uh is that Misha Tate? Oh, is she the one that beat Misha Tate in the last in her last fight? I thought Misha Tate won her last fight. No, Did yeah, she? she she beat her. She beat Misha Tate. Okay. Um, in November, she lost to uh, ah, is it Yanitska Kunitskaya? How do you say her first uh, name? Yeah, Yanis Kunitskaya. That's a uh, Tiago Santos's wife. Yes, Beyonce. she lost to her in February of last year. And uh, is that is it Sajara Eubanks? She beat her in September of 2020 on Fight Island. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird that this is all the way up there. I don't know. It's, I it's a little weird they're even doing this card. I mean, let, I mean, is it weird that they have to? They feel compelled to put on a fight card every single weekend for the most part, except for the upcoming Memorial Day weekend. Like, there's no card there, but the other yeah. ones are, to your point, kind of scraping the barrel a little bit. At times, other times they're really good. Uh, the Volkov Rosenstruck one is is even kind of like. Who's really asking for that? <laughs> Which, by the way, Ryan, uh, hmm. you weren't here when when Dom and I were were planning a romantic evening for all three of That's us. That's right. Uh, did you happen to listen to that when we were talking about going to the Apex and spending yes, five I Gs? <laughs> I did. I did listen to that back and what that would cost and what kind of fight card would compel you to potentially even think about spending that type of money. Um, yeah <laughs> i'm i'm here i'm here for it i'm all for it i'm here right you know if if israel adesanya cannoneer was still at the apex instead of t-mobile i'd be there in a heartbeat although t-mobile that's gonna be a good a good arena to see that holy shit wait blades ah oh man i thought blades aspinall might have been apex but it's in london that's even mm-hmm. better that is going to be an excellent card because the London fans, you know, are are 
some of the best mm-hmm. in the world, right? Rivaling the the Irish and how they travel, and then the raucousness of the Australian crowds. Um, but you know, who knows when we're going to go back to Australia for a fight card? But I'm I'm happy to see that that's going to be two times in one year that we'll be in London. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God, guys. The card in Austin, around the corner from me, is really starting to look good. <laughs> is it? So, it is. They've added a couple of, there's like six middleweight fights on it. They rebooked the Cerrone fight for Austin as well. Yeah. Against uh, uh, Joe Luaz. Lausanne. Lausanne. Yeah. Look at, let's get these three. Look at that. Three tickets. Not bad. And we're going to UFC Fight Night Austin. And we're going to be spending less than 800 bucks. I'm not signing in. This is too much work. (laughs) That's not too bad. No. But starting at $98, uh, for the for the tickets there in Austin, that's that's not bad. I could sell some cards online for that. <laughs> I just sold a uh, a Kamzat Jemaev for ten bucks and a couple of Conor McGregor's. Anyway, that got sidetracked. <laughs> couple of McGregor's. Uh, although although a Volkov Rosenstrike fight at the apex like heavyweights like we're telling dom in such a small okay if money was no object it would be worth it but yes but shit and then we got prohaska and texera coming up man that's gonna be violent do you have an early pick in that fight yuri dude i don't know yuri round one tko what what has Yuri shown you in his brief UFC career that leads you to believe that he can prevent getting taken down by this and and man? Down. And they say that when Teixeira gets on top of you, it's like a hippopotamus. Well, like a Brazilian hippopotamus. I don't recall by way of by way of Greenwich, Connecticut. I don't recall hearing Yuri or recall seeing Yuri be controlled on the ground because he manages distance very well. And he's 10, 15 years younger. Okay. Um, and I mean, I think I keep on going back to Glober's knockout. I think it was uh, who knocked him. Was it Jan who knocked him out the first time and blew his te- tooth out? It was great uppercut. Who was that? Whoever that was. I keep no, going I back to that. him. You know I what just, comes to mind is I think OSP knocked him out. But obviously OSP has been very hot and cold, like very hot and cold. Yeah, very much so. I, but, I just feel uh, like it was a different name. Who has Yuri fought so far that he's been in the UFC? Uh, well, he knocked out Dominic Reyes. Okay. Violently. He's not known for taking people down. He's, he's, he's a very athletic fighter, right? Because he's a former... Uh, D1 football player, from what I understand. Dominic but you wouldn't Reyes say is, that is hmm? Dominic Reyes is a D1 football player, former, I believe. Ah, it was, it was, it was either Gustafson or Anderson. 
that that knocked out Glober with an uppercut. Sorry. Yeah, and Yuri beat Tiago Santos. And I believe he's, and that's the thing though, is he's like, this is the guy we talked about because he specifically avoided fighting for the title until he was ready. Yes, he showed a lot of uh, maturity in not going to the UFC until he felt that he was ready. And then he came in, Vulcan Ozdemir. Yeah, that was, yeah, this is only his second fight in the UFC, his third. Third. Because he was violently finished Ozdemir as well. Yes. Brutally. You would say, do you remember that Ozdemir fight? Like, he opened himself up for damage. And Ozdemir probably didn't have the most strategic game plan. Um, And he could have potentially taken him down. I definitely see that Glover's going to take that opportunity if he comes in there with that same level of recklessness. And, And just going back to Dominic Reyes, he was a former college football player but for stony brook university i'm pretty sure that's not a d1 school so you know i'm i was it's funny you said that i was literally just reading it they are now a d1 school but they were not when he was there oh wait were they <laughs> they became a d1 school <clears throat> they transitioned to d1 oh they, when he got there so yes he was a d1 football player oh my god Wow. What did I say? D1 <laughs> former football player played defensive back, 6'4. Good call. Right? It's He's big from, for uh, a defensive back. 6'4 is huge. He's from very um, near here. Hesperia, which mm-hmm. is close mm-hmm. to Victorville, which is also known as Victimville. Just a fun fact on that. It's a terrible place full of terrible people. Mm-hmm. It is. So is uh, any cage with Valentina in it. That's a terrible place to be. If you're if you're in there and Talia Santos is pretty fucked. This picture, it looks like the fight's already started and she's losing. <laughs> Again, she looks, who, she looks she looks very perturbed. Who gets more content out of these pictures than we do? Nobody. 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 I mean, look at Ramazan Amiv. I mean, that is you just turned the forehead filter all the way up on your character gender and pull the jaw all the way down. It's beautiful. So this looks is like Victor Crumb. Of the Harry Potter series? He does. A little a bit, yeah. Bit. Yeah. He looks like the type of guy who would lose a Quidditch match on purpose, on accident. Anyway, also, we get the rematch, though, of one of the best women's fights in fucking history of Zhang Wei Li and Joanna. Um, and this will put Joanna back in the rankings. Uh, at, and, and I'm, I'm, and this is also her return. No, this is not a return to straw weight. This is just her coming back after not fighting for so long. She's just coming back into the rankings, ideally. I have two things to say. I want to know. The first one is the short one. I think John Whaley is going to beat the shit out of her. Okay. The second thing is that Joanna has probably my favorite embedded moment of all time. When she... You know what I'm talking about? No. She very she very clearly demonstrated that she does not know history because she <laughs> said it may have been to Zhang Weili, but it may have been to someone else. I don't specifically remember. Do you think you can fuck with the nation of Poland? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Oh, now, holy balls, too. Now, for, they- the, un, for the uninitiated... 
Poland was literally the first place a very famous dictator fucked with and met little resistance. The very first. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, Andre Fialo's coming back too. Yeah, look at right that. Right away. He asked for the card. He asked to be on that Singapore card. They gave it to him. I like him. it. I do too. Uh, not numbered yet. I want to see a number next to him at welterweight. I, not that I think he has got a chance at, at Kamaru right now, but I'd like to see him face higher competition because he, he, he gets hit too, but he's just so fucking fun to watch. Um, Brendan Allen is fighting Sasquatch. Yep. We like, yeah. we, uh, we like Brendan Allen. I do. Too. Yeah, I'm a fan. Steve uh, Garcia, not a real guy. Nope. But Garel, Dana. So, okay. I, I, I had a question in my head and then I answered it for myself. We can keep going. The greatest name in all of sports. Not that <laughs> one. Blood Diamond. What's his real name? Blood Diamond. <laughs> Blood. Well, we that's his real know. name. No. What he was changed it? I don't think it is. He, he trained it. at City Kickboxing. I know that. Is this like fucking World Be Free or something? Like he changed his name for the awareness of the diamond mines in Africa. Okay. City Kickboxing is a sabender, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what's interesting? So he does he live in Australia? He that does train there. Yeah. Or New Zealand, sorry. Yeah. And he lost um, his, his debut. What's interesting, I have never been to Australia or New Zealand, but I do know that most of the time when you travel there from the United States, you stop in Singapore. Sure. So huh. he's fighting on the Singapore card. He's doing the thing I'm saying, but backwards. And we can move on because that's not even <laughs> remotely interesting. 275 is interesting, though. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I'm I'm excited. June can't come fast enough for some UFC. And I mean, then we're coming into International Fight Week. This is, this has been a great year of recording thus far. I got to say. The UFC is is kind of comfortably ahead of the competition right now. Mhm. And there was a lot of competition in the last couple of weeks. I will say Bellator's show quality on Showtime is upping it is upping huh it is upping they are the clear second runner-up in terms of show quality i would say to ufc now i have a question yeah it's gonna sound like a joke it's an honest one if bellator (laughs) puts on a good production value card puts on a card with good production value on bellator but nobody watches it did it happen? <laughs> I guess that's the answer. <laughs> a better question would be with one FC signing a deal with Amazon to put on 12 live shows via Uh-oh. Amazon Prime streaming. Uh oh. Does that make them automatically the number two promotion in North America? Yes, sir, it does. When did that deal happen? It it was recently announced. It was. You know how Dana feels about that? He's probably That's pissed. fucking illegal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, th- I heard about that, though, and I'm excited. And this is comes along after the one rule sets were approved in Colorado. Yes. So there's potential for one to come to the U.S., uh, be broadcast on Amazon, 
And there's also slight potential with a crossover with Bellator because Amazon has a contract with Showtime. So there's like all these weird crossovers that could happen. I mean, they could have awesome fights on a theoretical basis. They could do <laughs> champ versus champ. Yep. They could do a fucking tournament. Um, you know, one has already just demonstrated that they do these mixed rules. I also like the fact that they do a hydration test for, for weigh-ins. Yes. I think that's far more competitive and safer for the athletes long-term. Mm-hmm. There they is allow, a lot to like about that. They allow steroids. They allow steroids. <laughs> do they? Competitive, it, 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 in a way. Competitive as all get out. No. <laughs> no They're probably not, just not the USADA level. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, fellas. This has been such a good conversation. I did not know about the Amazon Prime thing. That is a kick in the nuts for Bellator. I'll tell you that much. Indeed it is. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what. Showtime, right? I love the way they put on boxing events. Uh, but if you've ever, if you have Showtime and you use the Showtime app, it is dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> I, in fact, use Showtime via Amazon Prime because I got it for like a dollar a month for like three years. Or something on some crazy promo. <laughs> like so that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> they do put on decent boxing events. It's also a shame because ESPN is the home of PFL. So Bellator is kind of out out in the cold now. <sighs> yeah, they are. But I'm gonna I I I will watch their um damn it. Their broadcast though. They're they're just solid. I like um What's do you know the name of the uh, the co-host, one of the live broadcasters on on Bellator? He's I thought it be, was Big John McCarthy. He's one of them. He tends yeah. to be the ring announcer, kind of the Rogan type uh-huh. role. Um, they have another guy uh, who are we was talking a, like play by play or yes? Because you know you got you got Mike Goldberg who was formerly with the UFC. It wasn't play by play. And then you got Morrow, right? who was with pride back in the day who does some play-by-play i uh, used to be a fighter i forgot his name though josh thompson that's it josh yes. thompson yeah it is josh thompson. i think he's a really good host uh i really I think like he that. looks good on tv yeah i kind of disagree with some of his opinions though but coming from a team alpha male former, <laughs> former uh person i i can understand that that's true did you see daily's uh paul daly's knockout semtex his uh, retirement fight? I did not, but I yeah. am glad that he went out on his last fight, you know, with a bang. Pun intended. Definitely. He's i uh, I'm a fan. We only got one more thing to do that we tend to do at the end of our episodes, which is award the I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance award. Man. Part of me wants to elect Michael Chandler's foot. Uh, geez, part part of me wants it to be Charles Oliveira. Part of me wants it to be the half pound that eliminated the lightweight champion from the rankings. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I know the only that. thing that can beat him is eight ounces. <laughs> yeah. See, so I don't. I don't know. What do you guys? You got anything? Uh. Everything, everywhere, all at once was a great movie. I'd give it to that. Um, oh man, I heard that was very good. Better than Multiverse of Madness. I haven't seen it yet. Don't say anything about it. Okay. No spoilers. 
No I have heard that Top Gun Maverick is good. I have also heard the same. I'm excited to see that. But I really? haven't seen the first Top Gun. So they did the uh, the red carpet premiere on the Midway, which I heard was pretty dope in San Diego. That sounds appropriate. Do we give the I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance award to Tom Cruise? Why not? Why not? Your love of fish is quite notable. Ah, that's that's pretty neat. He, Tom Cruise loves fish. I respect your distance. Yeah, look up uh, Tom Cruise and fish rumors. What? All right, so there's a there's a rumor that goes around about Tom Cruise and that he has a fetish about fucking fish, like sexual intercourse with with fish. Correct. Like swimming in the sea, fish. Singing on a plaque, fish. Oh wow! What's so funny about that? Yeah, there's a whole Reddit thread about it. Check it out. <laughs> I mean, if it's on Reddit, then it's probably real. It's yeah, it's it's almost certainly to be true. Hundred percent might be real. Allegedly. What kind of fish? I don't know the details. Probably whatever is available catch of the day if he only I, went to third base would it have been a blowfish i mean some would say that that seems appropriate that it would be a blowfish what's so funny about that <laughs> i have an issue with fish bones and him jamming his cock into a fish i have an like, issue with everything about it <laughs> is the fish still alive when it happens um tom cruise come on the pretty neat podcast we'll discuss hey 2024 our our, our listeners would at least double tom cruise 2024 